welcome to the Healthcare IT Today interview series. We feel lucky to be able to talk to so many smart, passionate, and knowledgeable people in healthcare. Now, we're taking our favorite interviews and sharing them with you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy perspectives on the world of health IT. Hello, and welcome to Healthcare IT Today, where we explore the latest healthcare technology trends and discover valuable insights in health IT. I'm Colin Hung, and joining me today is Dan Check, Senior Insights Director for Patient Engagement with Class Research. Dan, welcome to the program. It's nice to be with you today, Colin. I'm excited because you came out with, or Class came out with recently, a new segment, Insights, that was focused on patient communications. And uh, I think the title of it was Patient Communications Landscape for 2022. And there's a lot of great stuff in this report, and I want to dive into it with you. That sounds fun. I love to talk about this topic. So first of all, right off the bat, I got to ask you this. So in this report, you actually divide what once was a single category of vendors and products into two separate categories. You you now have patient communication solutions, and then something you call patient-driven care management solutions. Can you help us with that distinction? What's the difference between the two? Yeah, so the, this decision to split the categories, actually, the, the one of the main purposes of this report was to find a way to, to uh, take a data-driven approach to separating the vendors by the type of work that they do. We were hearing both from the vendors as well as the provider organizations that had shared their perspective with class that uh, it wasn't quite hitting the mark. We had used patient outreach, which it was the former category name, as almost a landing space for any patient engagement solution that did some form of communication with patients and quickly realized that uh, vendor A and vendor X were very different in their approach to the market and the, the needs they were trying to meet. So in an effort to provide clarity to provider organizations and help compare as, as much as possible similar vendors, that was our decision to split these two categories. And it was really interesting the, the way that we went about doing this was we asked every uh, customer of these vendors that we spoke with, what were the different use cases you used this technology for? We had a list of about 17 capabilities, and we went through this list with every organization. And we had some gut feel for what we thought the vendors would look like. And it was appalling when, when I did the analysis of and started to compare the different vendors it just popped out of the page in my spreadsheet of these vendors are clearly this type. These vendors are clearly this type. And uh, it was really easy. And then as I started to dig deeper in the analysis, it followed through of uh, patient communication vendors typically saw one type of outcome, which was more administrative outcomes. And then patient driven care management solutions typically saw clinical type outcomes like reduced readmissions or reduced length of stay. So, the way we look at this, what we saw in the data, the primary differentiator between the two is patient communications are often flexible communication tools that at their core are appointment reminders, broadcast messaging type tools, but can be used to, to deliver different types of content, different types of messages to patients. Uh, whereas a patient-driven care management solution uh, is a communication tool, but it's really driven around a specific journey or pathway template, whatever you'd like to call it, but let's say, for example, a total knee replacement. Mm -hmm. they, an organization may use one of these solutions to engage the patient prior to the procedure to 
prepare them, make sure that they come in uh, ready to go and uh, able to get the best care, follows them through their inpatient stay all the way post uh, surgery into recovery and, and patient reported outcomes. And it's a very specific and targeted communication path. So that's the main difference between the two. I like, I like one of the distinctions you made there. I, although I know both sets of tools and vendors play in other in the opposite world, but you know, predominantly the, what, you're, what I heard was that the patient communication side, you know, is really focused on administrative outcomes, right? Getting you, getting you back in uh, payments, uh, you know, uh, those kinds of things. Whereas the, the patient driven uh, communication tools, you, what you're saying is it's a little bit more driven on the outcomes uh, for that individual patient and helping them through that journey of whatever is, is happening with the, with the procedure or with the disease that they have or a condition that they have and so forth. That's right. Awesome. And, and you know, that's interesting that many of these vendors on both sides are, have cried, you know, they cross both they they show a small portion of clinical outcomes. If you're a, a patient communications vendor, but you almost hear from every organization that you talk to that's a patient communications customer, reduce no-show rates. That's the industry standard for these types of tools. Everybody talks about reducing their no-show rates. So, so I want to go back to something you said earlier, and it's kind of related to this no-show. I mean, that, that is sort of the main use case, right? Is the, you know, appointment reminders and, or reminders of, of that you need to make an appointment, right? Based on, on where you are in your, you know, the, how long you've not seen a doctor or a senior specialist. You came up with 17 use cases uh, as part of in this report. Were these 17, the 17 that you knew going in that people were using it for, or, was, or did you sort of discover these as, in, as part of creating this report? Because there's a lot in here. There's like, you know, wellness reminders, there's uh, care gap reminders, patient surveys, payment reminders, pre-visit education. Like these were all some of the use cases that were in this report. Yeah. So this list was actually driven by a couple of different, uh, I guess, inputs. One was uh, class has held multiple summits over the past couple of years focused on patient engagement. And right before the pandemic hit, we held one late 2019. And our goal was to refine the list of what, what a patient engagement solution should offer. Uh, the, the summit prior to that came up with a list of 80 capabilities, not just communication capabilities, but broad patient engagement capabilities. And we targeted this group. This was a group of vendor executives, provider organization executives. There were even patients in the room and we had surveyed patients as well. And so we worked through that meeting to focus the list of communication capabilities. So we'd use that as a starting point. We refined the list from what we had been hearing from provider organizations, as well as what vendors targeted both on their websites and as well as conversations that they shared with us. And 17 is still a lot of capabilities, but the, the different, the specific types of communications are almost endless that organizations can use these tools for. Yeah, I mean, these, these tools, you know, companies like Clara, uh, Well Health, Relations, Solution Reach, these are all companies that are highlighted uh, in your report. Um, you know, they, they are truly flexible, right? You, you don't, they don't, they can send messages that are more than just appointment reminders. They can include links to education and other things as well. The vendors have gotten beyond the single use cases like they were when they first started years and years ago. Yeah. And I was going to ask you about that, actually. Like, did you run into situations where, where the providers have multiples of these solutions? Like they have more than one of these vendors that were in your report? Yeah, we did. So it wasn't common. 
but we did, I, I would say it was more common that they had a patient communications and a patient driven care management mm. uh, solution, because while they overlap a little bit, the use cases are pretty distinct, but there were several organizations that were using two different solutions that they may be using one for their inpatient needs and one for their ambulatory needs, or they may have a specific department that was using one solution that whether the, the vendor had gotten in through a department lead or whatever their entry point was, but they may have one isolated use case uh, and then a, a more enterprise platform. But we do see both in this space and then broader patient engagement technology uh, decisions that organizations are trying to get to as few vendors as possible. And you see that in the vendor development and um, uh, both through acquisitions and development as well, where they are trying to increase the number of capabilities that they offer to an organization in an effort to gain that stronghold and, and really become an indispensable solution. So today there's separate categories. I mean, do you see these vendors in both these spaces coming back together again down the road, or do you think they're really going to be separate and distinct for a, a long time, given that the use cases are so different? You know, I think that's something we'll have to keep an eye on over the next couple of years. I would anticipate from what we've seen in other patient engagement technologies that the organizations will continue to expand their uh, functionalities and capabilities in the space. And um, I, I think organizations sometimes, though, provider organizations in particular, are uh, a little hesitant when a vendor comes in and says, we can do it all, we can be your solution for everything. Sometimes that's a bad thing. You don't want a jack of all trades that a, that's a master of none. So if they have a really targeted need um, for a specific type of communication, I wouldn't be surprised to see some of these organizations that meet that very specific need um, maintaining relevance. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, it makes sense because you're right. I mean, none of us want to, well, no provider, I don't think, wants to implement a monolith, right? I think they've learned some lessons there. Uh, and so, you know, but also they don't want best of breed where you have 19 vendors that do basically the same thing, right? I think somewhere right. in the middle is, is the magic spot. So it will be interesting I, to track this over the next few years. I think the other thing organizations will be considering, they do today and will even more in the future, is how do these communication solutions augment what my EMR vendors are already doing. So it's a decision point today. And, and those that augment rather than compete with EMR and portal technology are gonna be the ones that stay uh, compelling in this industry. Let's switch for a moment to talk about the patient-driven communications uh, side. Uh, there, you highlighted some companies in the report, you know, like GetWell, Twistle, Walters Kluwers. Um, and one of the things I, I noticed when reading it is all three of these companies create their own content for those specific uh, conditions or procedures that they're helping patients journey through. You know, so it sounds like that today is a key differentiator. Is, is, is that what you found? Yeah, uh, because we saw from, from their customers' perspectives that uh, while the content is there, it's not always created equal. It doesn't always apply to their specific uh, desired care journey or pathway for, for the way they do business as an organization. So I think there will always be a need to customize the content that is provided. I do think that the basic content as this market matures over the next handful of years will get relatively standardized and uh, 
hate to use the word commodity, but it'll be consistent across the industry and organizations will be able to leverage best practices from other organizations that have helped refine the content and, and start from a much better starting place. So it sounds like, you know, down the road, we want, you know, the creation of the content may not, may no longer be a huge differentiator, but the customization is definitely sounding like it's going to be a requirement that, yes. you know, for, for my hospital, my organization, I wanted my patients to journey this way. So I want extra content here, or I want my own content here, because that way the game was highlighted in the report where how easy or hard it was to customize that content was a big factor for a lot of the providers you spoke to. Yeah. And it's interesting, there's a parallel to this on the patient communication side with appointment reminders. If, if you look back three, four, five years ago, many organizations were kind of choosing their own journey with how frequently do I communicate with my patients and what does that cadence look like and what do the messages look like? It's relatively um, standard in the industry today. We've done enough studies, you know, what is the right frequency to reach out to your patients? What should those messages look like? Uh, and, and so that is no longer the differentiator that it used to be. I would anticipate the content on patient-driven care management to be similar if you look two or three years down the road. Now, of course, whenever you come out with a report like this, uh, and, and this is true of any class report, not just this one, there are probably companies that are looking at this list and this report going, hey, how come we're not on there? And you forgot about so-and-so, and, and what about this vendor? What's the message to them? How can they get on these reports or into your radar? Yeah, you know, I would say, especially with patient engagement, we probably hear about a new company on a daily basis, if not more <laughs> frequently than that. Um, so we, we've actually, over the past few years, created some new entry points to being measured at class, what we call them emerging technology reports or spotlight reports. We, a new up and coming vendor will talk to early customers and, and share with the industry what outcomes and um, successes early customers are seeing. So that's one entry point for a, an organization that wasn't measured in this report. If they have a significant customer base, we can go through the standard measurement process and um, going and talking to customers and, and including them in this category going forward. Um, there are several on our radar that just due to capacity constraints and uh, other, other factors we just couldn't get to for this research um, I, I would say there's probably another few dozen communication solutions in the market today, if not more. I can imagine that that uh, grid that you have is going to have a lot more logos on it the next iteration that you do this report for. <laughs> yep. uh, where, Dan, final question, where can people go to download the report? Yeah, you can go to classresearch.com and, and click on our report section of the website. You can also reach out to me at dan.check at classresearch.com and I'll get a copy of the report to you. Uh, we love doing these reports and our mission at class is to improve the delivery of healthcare in the world by bringing transparency to how well vendors deliver for their customers. So any healthcare organization that wants access to that and, and is using that to help make a smart purchasing decision, we want that in their hands. Amazing. Dan, thank you so much for the information you shared today. It's been a pleasure having you on the program. Likewise, this was a lot of fun, Colin. Thank you for inviting me. Hey, if you enjoyed this interview as much as I did, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes, YouTube, or wherever you're listening or watching this. Also, head on over to healthcareittoday.com where you can find free resources, industry news, and insightful articles. 
You can also connect with us on Twitter using the hashtag HITSM. I'm Colin Hung. Thanks for being here. <laughs>